2: going on everyone mike singer mike goolsby and tim hyde this week for our mike goolsby show a day after notre dame's blue gold game uh the gold team led by Sim hartman knocking off the blue team led by todd buckner 24 to zip and we will talk all about that in today's show please do hit the thumbs up for watching live with us on youtube or watching back we always like to hit 500 um, 500 thumbs up. So please do do that. And of course, subscribe to our channel if you have not done so. This is the Mike Goolsby show. So I feel like it's only right to go first to Mike Goolsby. So Mike, let's just jump right into it. Your initial reaction, 2023 blue gold game. What'd you think?
1: It was disappointing, man. Sam looked great. Sam looked great. Tyler looked terrible. I mean, that was the, it was confusing. It was, it was, it was, it was a letdown. But Sam looked great. I thought, I thought more so in this game than any other time that I'd seen a Notre Dame football. Maybe it's just because you could see the, the whole collection of athletes out there. You can really start to see the work that Coach Freeman's put in. And on the recruiting trail, the body types, like I'm looking at Drake Bowen, like, God, I did not know he was that long, you know, like, so that's super encouraging to see. But I, you know, anytime I can watch Tyler Buckner play quarterback, Mike, I get fired up and he kind of stunk up the joint as with anything, there's context, you know, some of the nuance matters, but it was th- in that regard, I was disappointed because he just looked, looked. The play is one thing, I, but Tyler looked like like disconnected. He almost looked like bothered. He looked like annoyed. It almost he looked like I was watching with my girlfriend. She's like, he looks defeated, is what she said. It, it almost like disinterested. It was. I mean, I can deal with some you know crappy play, like um, you know some bad throws, bad reads, whatever. He's still a young player. You know, all these kids are young, but to watch somebody come out and he didn't have that kind of like, he always has that like bright eyed, almost like that almost energy about him as a player, you know, to almost sometimes to his detriment because he plays too fast, but he just looked disengaged and it was kind of a bummer for me. But on the flip side, um, Sam Hartman looked great. So it was, um, it was, uh, I had kind of a mixed, mixed emotions, I suppose.
2: So let's talk about some of the context. Sure. Sure. Your thoughts on that, Mike.
1: Well, when, you, when you've when you gone so hard for Buckner, as I have, right? I've gone hard in the paint, Mike, for Tyler Buckner. Any sort of, um, you know, context that I'm going to give to this Blue and Gabe scenario is going to be met with, oh, well, you're just making excuses. However, Tim can help me with this. Tim's turning into like a rain man of sorts with all these data, and I'm too lazy to do that work. But, like, I'm watching the the opposing teams – I think everybody understands that Sam had a much better off- offensive line. You know, he's got Emil Wagner as a f- future first-round pick. I mean, Rocco, Zeke Carell, and Joe Walt, right? Tyler's offensive line was a little lesser than. But then I'm looking at the opposing defenses. And Tyler's going up against your two starters at safety and Watts and Ramon Henderson. And Sam is going up against... DJ Brown, you know, ought to be a backup and a guy named Marty playing safety, you know? Uh, I think the only starter that Sam was playing against on the defensive side of the ball was Ben Morrison, but everybody else was a backup, like Tui Alamaka, all the linebackers were, he was going against Drake Bowen and um, uh, Nolan Ziegler, whereas... Tyler's going against JD and, you know, like starters. So that was, I think the, the protection was the odd. I think the teams were flawed. I think coach Washington drafted a much better team. It's almost inarguable. And then to Tim's point, they looked like they were running different offenses. I mean, Tyler, Tyler's first rep was empty. You know, he has an unblocked Jordan Patello, another starter goes on I figured Tim that's on ty- on Tyler to get that out, kind of see that coming, but it just felt, it felt uh, the offense, Tyler's offense, it felt clunky as hell. And it was, it was, like I said, it was almost hard to watch, but that's my context. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, Tim.
0: I, was
2: I know senior. muting issues here go yeah, ahead. I was
0: waiting for a yeah singer to get flown no i go back i mean i've watched i mean Goolsby and i have texted a thousand times the last 24 hours I'm we watched in
1: my <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: we've each watched the you know the you know the scrimmage a, a, a ton you know i know i've watched it four four times and uh i keep going back to that first play the very first play and it's like buckner's done audibles i i go back to the south carolina game south carolina game he sees you know, they're in the, you know, the trips formation and whatnot. And all of a sudden he saw saw the, what South Carolina was going to do and he checks an audible. He does the quarterback keeper right up the gut, walks in for a touchdown. He does it later in the game on the other uh, QB keeper where he walks in for a touchdown. So he's done audibles and I'm watching that. And it's like, they only brought five guys Buckner. They only brought five and the whole line slides to the right, but tele comes free. It's like, That's not. I I would not put that on Ashton Craig, but that's who he's. That's his center, Ashton Craig, who's played as much as Singer and I at Notre Dame, uh, which is none. So they slide the wrong way. They don't pick up the one guy that could pass rush, and that was disappointing. And then I know Goolsby and I have texted a bunch. You go back to his last two. His last two plays, you know, they run quarterback draw. First off, you're in a red jersey. Why are you calling a quarterback draw? For crying out loud. It's like it's so stupid. He gets tagged, the whistle blows, he gets half an inch. Great. Oh, there's a wasted play. And then the very next one, he throws the ball in the dirt, the Tyree in the flat. And they have the and you scan back and they show like a large picture of Buckner. And he did. He looked exhausted. He looked beaten. I wrote that down. Like he looked beaten. Look like I'm done. I'm exhausted. Crappy day. He knew yeah. it. His There's
1: something. there's, his there's something.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say his sideline interview, you could tell he was just exhausted and he was beaten down, and it's a bad day for him. And then my last quick take is is you know, you know, Hartman, everyone, you know, Hartman for Heisman's backup, but it's like all the guy did was throw hitches and curls. He threw one pass, one pass past 15 yards. But it's it's Hart, it's Hartman for Heisman now, and he throws one post, one post where he beat Clarence Lewis, who's gotten torched as a lot, and the
2: best. This is the- what you're doing. You're you're spinning, Tim. Just just no, come on. This is crap. Come on, Hyde. I so, to that yesterday, yesterday, I, I can't to- do it again.
0: Hartman for Heisman singer. He throws one pass past 15 yards, and everyone let the kids really have, fun let like, have fun with
1: it. Let them have like, fun with it. But I, I go I, I get there was there was something about Tyler's demeanor <laughs> that was like it was just seemed off. The first the first the first play of the game, he gets strip sacked by Jordan Batello, and he's just kind of like. You know, it just it, – I, I haven't seen him with that kind of, like, energy before. And then the other thing, Tim, too, um, as I'm watching, like when Sam's throwing these balls to Jaden Greathouse, he is wide open. I mean, wh- I mean, where is the coverage? I mean, he is – you could draw a seven-yard radius around him. Like, there's nobody near these receivers. So that, to me, again, spoke about – He's going up against a true freshman and Ziegler at the linebacker position, kind of covering that underneath stuff. Um, yeah, it was just like, God, at these guys are open.
0: Well, 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 let's go back. I mean, the, you know, the hype has been a little overkill the last twenty-four hours. It was this practice. Notre Dame does. Does Notre Dame play a four-three? No, they live in nickel. They had three linebackers on the field. They played base. It, it is what it is. And one of the times that Hartman struggled, according to all the press that's been there, it's been blitz attacks, them getting after him, correct? Hartman has got has been bad. He's completed under 40%, according to Horka, who's charted the passes in the two live scrimmages or practices that he's been to. And what's Buckner's strength? Buckner, every, every Notre Dame media outlet came out of those practices saying, oh, my God, Buckner was unbelievable. Why? Because he could run. He could get on the perimeter. So um couldn't do that yesterday but that's no excuse whatsoever he was bad his balls were bad the Tyree crosser was horrible they tried hitting Tobias on a drag route where he's coming from the boundary Tobias their tallest guy and he overthrows Tobias on a drag so Buckner was off all day Hartman hit his routes it's he did did
1: and again I'm a big energy guy not to sound like a hippie over here but yeah Sam had the right energy was, you know, signing autographs and, you know, as the game kind of wound down and yeah, just Tyler's energy was off to me. I, you mentioned this scrimmage, Tim, right? So the blue and gold game is for fans, right? How much weight do coaches put into it? It's hard to gauge, but they had a a scrimmage the week prior in the stadium and that was the game right close to the public. So I have some sources, gentlemen, you know, and I got a pretty in-depth breakdown, And the feedback that I got based off of that scrimmage was Hartman's the guy if he can get protection, if he can get protection. Like, if you let him stand in the pocket, he'll make his reads. He'll deliver the ball. Tyler, yeah, he'll he'll make some misses, but he'll also make you say, wow, that's what my source said. He'll make you say, wow, but if you can protect Sam, he's the guy. And in this format, Tim, as we saw in the blue goal game, had all day to throw um and we had you know wide wide open receivers sitting down in zone coverage so it's it's fun to see but yeah that was the worst i've seen tyler play and it, it hurt my heart man i f- it felt for the kid
2: mike so based on what you're saying about the if hartman can get protection I mean, this should be a pretty strong offensive line especially at the two tackle spots so if mm-hmm. you're saying that then yeah i mean hartman should be the runaway starter and, and not
1: Buckner just based on that right I wouldn't I mean run away right I mean we're mincing words so I don't know if I'd say run away and like I said if Sam Hartman's the guy let him be the guy I've said it all along I'll root for our starting quarterback my issue was that just people crowning his ass Dennis Green style before he even step foot on campus that was that was my the crux of my argument and yes I'm more of a team guy I want the guy that's been here paid his dues fought through injuries et cetera. that's who I'm inherently going to root for but yeah if you can get protection. Um, but then the next evolution of that, and Tim, you could definitely touch on this, is if we go, we're talking about Ohio State, right? <sighs> are these young receivers going to be able to get open in the way we saw them do so in the spring game? Because you can give them protection, but then they got to get open at the same time. And that room is young, brother. They are young, young, young. Lorenzo Styles, the most experienced receiver, he's gone. You know, so now it's down to Jaden Thomas, Deion Colsey, who I still don't trust as far as I could throw him, and literally nothing. There's no catches in the room career-wise.
2: I want to touch on quickly that throw um, on on the pick. Apparently, Freeman, you you guys heard this, Freeman tells Buckner before the play, hey, it's cover two, and it wasn't. But I was thinking – that play, I mean, if that was a cover two and he were throwing that sideline ball as if it were cover two, it would be on a line, it would be that whole shot throw, but he still threw it up as a jump ball. So that was still like, so if Buckner thought it was cover two, he definitely didn't throw the ball. I don't know. No, that, that, was... that still confused me, Tim. No, 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 that was a window throw, just the way he just touched it
0: through a dart. That was a window throw in cover two. Mickey, he's okay. saying it's supposed to squat. He's just lobbing it in there. So, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I saw Freeman's context. You watch it multiple times. You see what he's saying. It, great play by Mickey. Because even if there's no threat in the flat, Mickey just carries that cover two, you know, vertical there. And, yeah, I'm not – I wish he would have thrown it to someone else. How's that? Because I am not a Colsey fan, and that's just – I'm not. So, I'm with Goolsby. Cool,
1: Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm with you, I don't want to get too negative. I'm with you, Mike, in terms of, yes, Freeman said that. I mean, do you think that Freeman would go to that extent to like protect his quarterback to come up with that story? So then is 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 Tyler in his head as he's taking the snap? Well, I I, I can't go against my head coach, right? He's telling me to do X. And then the way the best cover two throw I ever saw to him was Eli, Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. Over to his left, Mario Manningham. Remember that? That's a cover two, just dime, right? I'll never forget that throw. So it doesn't that in that throw, Mike wasn't necessarily on a rope, but to your point, I absolutely understand. But maybe where he's like, how, I don't want to let this ball go, but coach kind of told me. But um yeah, we don't think Dion really competed for the ball. That that's I think Tim and I's kind of issue with with Colsey. It's like, man. If it ain't perfect, dude, he's not really trying. Like he's not gonna, he is not gonna help you out. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He would not be a foxhole guy for me. Um, you know, Tim's the ex-Marine, but he would not be a guy wanting my foxhole.
0: Well, that goes back to the entire my my entire take on this whole team is still the wide receivers mm-hmm. and and the tight ends. You know, mm-hmm. going to be catching the passes. It is young. It's a bunch of brand new dudes. The tight end, the healthiest guy at tight end has been holding stays. I mean, Evans was out a bunch this spring. He's been injured in the past. I know everyone loves to say Eli Raritan. The dude's got two straight ACL injuries. How is he going to play in 2023 as a dude? I hope he does. I really does. And then, you know, Kevin Bauman is is constantly injured. So tight end is a. And he's not very good, Tim. No, he's not. He, he he hasn't been. He's going in his senior year, and he's an average tight end at Notre Dame. When you look at the history of Notre Dame, no doubt about it. And then with wide receivers, I know everybody is just so hyped, and I get it. But man, they're it's it's still a work in progress. Uh, I especially you know watching it yesterday. Do they have some guys? Yes. Are they going to have? They're going to have great stats. And this I was telling Singer this yesterday. This is what drives me nuts. The first month. Because we're not going to really know. I don't care what anyone says. We're not going to know until Ohio State. If Notre Dame's not 4-0 going into that game, they have massive issues that we're not even probably even talking about. So uh, they should be 4-0 going to Ohio State, and then that's going to be the real test for all these guys. But, um, yeah, wide receiver is just going to be interesting. It really is. For as much hype as the freshmen have, Greathouse well, you know, was the guy yesterday, but, I mean, he, he, he caught all hitches and curdles. So and Senior wants to shake his head, but Tim, you, are, you he going, you are you going to win major college football games catching hitches?
2: But and just pre- leave it to Real. Tim Hyde. Real. Just just find the bad in something that is like why? 41 to 3. But damn, that field goal week. Like who like you're, Mike, you're Mike,
1: picking Mike, apart something that's just so, so hard dumb, here. Tim. You're, you're, you're beyond spin. 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 Just, I haven't even yeah. said anything. Yeah. What am I, spinning? gentlemen? Oh, gentlemen. It's gentlemen. too funny. It's too, gentlemen. Hard. So, as Tim's talking, and I share Tim's, you know, concerns. So, Mike, real quick, is the off-season? Is it a time for optimism or realism? Whatever you want. So, Tim is being realistic. Tim is ob- objectively speaking. Mike, how many career catches does Holden Stays have off the top of your head? One. I think it's two. How about Mitch Evans? A half dozen. Three. Deion Colsey, 14. Jaden Thomas, whatever it was, 27. The rest of the room, Tobias Merrather, one. It's very realistic to be like, dude, I see the talent. Like, I want to believe, but like, dang, dude.
2: That's not my issue right now. My issue is Tim just being like, yeah, Jaden Greathouse looked really good, but it was only curls. Like, I don't really – like, what, what's – I just don't get shitting on Jaden Greathouse and Sam Hartman for just going out there and doing their jobs. Like, but, but we'll, we'll – oh, we'll Hold on. This is not right all here. the context in the world for Buckner, but when Jaden Greathouse and Sam Hartman play really well and just do their jobs, it's – yeah. It was only this. Like, that's it spin, Tim. They did. I said it
0: yesterday. Hartman was the game MVP. He played outstanding. Great house played outstanding. We've said all that. But let's be real, okay? It was a scrimmage against zone coverage, against walk-ons out there, a bunch of uh, Martin, brand-new freshmen. Let's and be Martin. real. It's a spring game. It's a spring game. The real football, and Goolsby will talk about this, happens between 1 and 14. The spring game was about the seventy-five recruits waving to Bryant Young up in the stands, the fans, all that little stuff. That's what spring games are for. That's why the talk in the press conference afterwards, where Tim Priester is like, "Hey, uh, you know, rumors are you want to cancel the spring game?" So that's been the that was the talk of the town. Like, is this even worth even doing anymore? Because the spring game is literally, and you could tell by Marcus Freeman, why do they do a running clock? Because he wants to get the hell out of there. He doesn't want anyone injured
1: whatsoever. Let's get yeah, in. you, make a, yeah, you, you make, make a point too. And with the weather being as poor as it was, I mean, I don't know if that's a great experience for those recruits in a, a stadium that's, you know, 5, at 10, 15% people. capacity in terms of attendance. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love it. I. I I just tend to, I I relate to what, what Tim's saying. And again, he's just being objective. Like Jaden Thomas is playing outside receiver, which isn't his, his position beats Clarence Lewis. And we know enough about Clarence Lewis now. And then again, like, why wouldn't you have Clarence Lewis paying, playing backup safety as opposed to a guy named Marty? Like, you know, we got Marty back there starting at safety. It's like, why can't we move? Ryan Barnes can't play corner. He can't play man anyways. He could play a cover three. He could be a cover four corner, like a Pete Carroll corner, you know, at the Seahawks there, Tim. But uh, these are objective things that you notice. And it's like, you know, Sam threw a nice ball to Jaden Thomas, who's playing out of position against Clarence Lewis, who, God, God, man, like it's, he's gotten kind of like worse, you know. And Ryan Barnes got picked on all day long, got picked on all day long. So the potential's there but we'll see. Yeah, to Tim's point though, I don't know if you're going to beat an offense like Ohio State running hit routes. I think that's what he's arguing.
2: Yeah, and and my point is arguing like what what do you, what do you think they're running their 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 offense like the Ohio State like what they're going to run against I'd say like it, if so the defense is vanilla, the offense is vanilla, they're trying different stuff. Like I just don't get like the, the criticism of good things that were it just it, it wasn't criticism,
0: it, it's reality. I, I, everyone's acting like he's the front. People on the message boards. So they like, say, oh my God, he reminds me of Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd ran by people, okay? Michael Floyd was what, the 10th, 11th pick in the NFL draft, for crying out loud. He was a five-star recruit. He was a dude, dominated from day one. So it's like, just sometimes I, I get a little kick out of this, like, overreaction. Tim, the overreaction no, is matter, wild.
2: no matter what happened on Saturday, that was going to happen. Any results, you and I both know. You know, like, I ain't saying no Hartman for Heisman. No matter what was going to happen, we were going to get on our YouTube show and tell people to pump the brakes. So that we definitely agree on. Um, Like, yeah, I'm not – I feel the exact same about those quarterbacks right now as I did before the game. Like, you know, Mike, like it's just – It's a spring game. There's context. It's a lot of overreaction because I think a lot of the fans don't read all of the reports. So they don't know what's going on throughout spring ball. So all they know is we got Sam Hartman and I'm not speaking to all of you diehards, right? This is just some of you who don't read and watch all of our stuff, right? Leading up to the spring. So all you know is Hartman's in. I see a few tweets, and then I watch the spring game, and with my eyes, I see Hartman's out here at balling. Buckner's not looking good, but there's a lot more that happened this spring than just the game, Mike.
1: No, I would agree. I would agree. And it does put all of us kind of in a precarious situation. It's like we kind of know it doesn't mean anything, but you have to react, but you don't want to overreact. And it's like, you don't want to be too critical or objective, but you want to stay positive. But you're like, at the end of the day, does any of this shit even matter? That's a great, Tim's great point. Team. Like, what are we even playing the game for? It's a good point, Goolsby. So it's like, yeah, because I mean, Tim tends to talk out of both sides of his mouth famously. <laughs> you know, Singer? singer politician well, Tim. You know? So, <laughs> but no, it's- it was good. That was my big takeaway. I was bummed at Tyler's play. And let's not root against Tyler. Some people are being nasty, man, in, like, comments about the about the kid. Again, I'm rooting for Tyler. I'm rooting for Sam. Tyler's my favorite for a lot of reasons. And as I've said before, some of this stuff is a little bit performative in terms of, like, we're trying to entertain people here. The other big takeaway was um, for, again, a guy like me with my background, you know, the work that I do training kids, I'm a big eyeball test guy, Tim. So it's really fun for me to see, uh, you know, new crops of kids roll out every year after a, 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 a winter in the weight room conditioning and like we've got some guys that definitely pass the test. I mean you can go right on down the list. It starts with Emil Wagner to me. I think our entire defensive line look great. Um, Tyson Ford looks great and that's one of those kids like he might jump out of a gap here or there. Play him. Play him, play him, play him. Play him. Um, and the linebackers, you know, I didn't miss Prince Kali. I wasn't looking for him. I was enamored by the athletes that I was watching. I didn't miss him. Um, I might be wrong about Jade Nosberry. Tim, I thought he was more of a will just because of the lack of length that you kind of wanted a rover position, but that kid should be in high school and he's a freaking natural, natural, just in terms of his feel. You know, taking his eyes, that's difficult to get linebackers to take their eyes off of cornerbacks and find work in the passing game. Um, so that was exciting, just looking at the body types and the athletes, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. It's like you can, again, see Coach Riemann's work is, is paying off.
2: All right, Mike, before we get to some super chats, just I, I don't know if we've actually like heard your thoughts like more in depth on Hartman, what you saw from him. I think you touch more on Buckner so than than diving into Hartman. So like what what did you think of his
1: performance? He looked like he was um he looked like he was playing at a, a like a I'm gonna say it like he looked like the best player on the field. Like he looked like he was playing at a, a a faster clip than everybody else was. Like he was a step ahead. That's the way that's what it looked like. I think he had a ton of time. I think he was accurate i mean he threw one ball that ryan barnes could have and should have picked um just trying to be cute getting out of the pocket trying to make a play but we'll forgive those because it's sam hartman but he looked good he looked small i think he nailed the sideline interviews i love seeing him you know signing baseball caps and stuff for the kids like that i wish i had done more of that when i was at school but i'm no sam hartman who wants my autograph and then the other thing was I just couldn't believe how, how wide open the receivers were. I couldn't believe it. You know, if anybody – don't be, like, masochist like Tim and I and watch the stupid spring game four times on Peacock, for crying out loud. But uh, if you go back and watch it, those dudes are wide open. And that's got really nothing to do with Sam. It's more to do with just crappy defense and, and wide receivers that know how to get open or sit down in coverage. But that was my takeaway. They look looked great.
2: So, like, you feel a little bit better about him? No, you know, after seeing it with your own eyes?
1: I am still skeptical. Forgive me. Based off of, and again, I was always skeptical. Just looking at his track record. I understand he's put up numbers. Like, I get it. He's been doing this six years now. I get it. But like Tim's, Tim's shed a lot of light on this for me in terms of like his win-loss records, his performance against ranked teams. So I'm still I'm optimistic, but I'm realistic at the same time. Um, And he's never played. This is another just interesting thought, Mike. Let Let me wrap this up. We know, I know this, when teams play Notre Dame and when they come to Notre Dame Stadium, they play their asses off, Tim. It's their Super Bowl. I doubt that when teams go play Wake Forest, it's the same approach. You understand? So he's never played in Ohio State before, talent-wise. He's played at Clemson, and Clemson's kind of on the downside a little bit here. So to Tim's point, famously, nothing matters to Ohio State, um, and this isn't the ACC. So I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm still kind of waiting to see here.
2: Half the schedule's the ACC, but point stands. Tim, do you want to chime in before we move on?
0: No, I mean – I mean, when Hartman came aboard, this was the Goolsby argument he and I got in on New Year's was, he's the starter. I mean, I said it, he was going to bring him, you know, that's the whole reason why Freeman brought him in. He's here, you know, he's going to get all his reps. He's probably going to go into camp as the number one guy. And he's, I mean, this is his team. He's a six-year senior. It's his team. But, you know, Hart, you know, I mean, his last two years, I mean, he's in the, he's I mean, Wake Forest did play for the ACC title, so it's not like he's a 2-10 program. Wake is very competitive. Probably have one of the best, you know, probably a dozen coaches in all of college football on Coach Clausen. And the last two years, I've just charted the last two years, he's 2-8 against teams with winning records. And in those 10 games, he's thrown 20 picks. With teams with winning records. And Wake Forest has some NFL wide receivers now. They're going to get drafted, so... Just keep all that in mind. Obviously, you know, you know, Notre Dame has better offensive line. I get all that and whatnot. But, you know, there, there are some, some interesting stats. And the biggie is going to be the NC State game. He's thrown six picks against them the last two years. And he's 0-2 against them. So that, you, that's going to be a fun game, number three. But Notre Dame should have enough talent to go into Raleigh and beat NC State. Could you repeat that again? What would you say, 2-8
1: and eight versus winning teams or ranked
0: teams? These are just a winning record, just 7-5. and five seven and six and he's two and, then and, tw-
1: and then 20 20 picks and how many years versus the last
0: two. two, just the last two years i've only charted i didn't chart uh covid and his freshman year and all that i just did 21 22 21 they played for the acc title now they had a really good solid season at wake that year
2: tim i can't say i've done the research that you have, I have too much this- time at work <laughs> this is the interesting thing about your take though you start building up wake forest Oh, they have this such great coach play oh, for the championship game. You're building them up, and then it's two and eight against the winning teams, but and that's just Sam Hartman. Like, I don't like that doesn't seem oh, like no, no, but it is me, no, like, but it's Wick, it, he's, he's it. the quarterback, he's the quarterback.
0: He, I mean, he is the quarterback of that of that program, correct? So he is the quarterback, and all I mean, all we've heard, Mike, since New Year's New Year's Day is he's changing Notre Dame or going to the playoffs. Mike, that has been the media. Are you kidding me? All over social media. Blah, blah, blah. This Notre Dame outlet, this Notre Dame outlet is, Hartman's changing everything. We got the playoffs now, blah, blah, blah. But then you're like, okay, well, you start seeing what he did. And going back to Goolsby's point, it's the ACC. Notre Dame is torched the ACC now. So let's don't act like they're juggernauts there. So they have devoured the ACC. And Hartman, and my whole point with Hartman saying it's Wake is, they were in the ACC title two years ago, meaning he's got a very good football program. So he's not he's not the, you know, the Duke of the ACC. Sorry, Duke. They're not the bottom, whoever the bottom was this year, Virginia or whatever. Wake has been a very good college football program under Dave Clawson. So and the problem, but, is Sam Hartman, <laughs> like what? But Sam Hartman is the quarterback. So if you're the starting quarterback and you're the fifth year, so you're a senior and a fifth year guy now, Mike. right. He's not a sophomore, junior. I didn't look at those. I looked at his two most experienced years. He was second team all ACC in 2021. So that's included into these stats.
1: And they're two and eight. Two and eight. And they even... furthermore, and furthermore, and furthermore, and furthermore, Tim, I've read it many times about Buckner. He's a turnover machine. He's a turnover machine. It's like, well, again, 20 picks against ranked opponents. So it's just like, again... And this isn't, Mike, this isn't Tim talking smack or being negative. This is objectivity. This is factual information. And then it's like, well, Sam's thrown for so many yards. It's like the ACC is kind of garbage, man, in terms of defense. Like everybody scores points, you know? So it's still kind of a wait-and-see thing. It's kind of a – I don't think Sam's a miracle worker. Um,
0: But that's been the take, which has been fascinating, like – and we'll see. He's going to be the quarterback, and I and I and I hope they go out and they tear it up. They beat Ohio State for the first time in ninety years, and I hope it happens. I, I, I hope they go to the flex; it'd be unbelievable.
1: I think Tim and I's stance—it's contrarian, and it ain't easy. The easy thing for me and Tim to do is sit there and blow smoke and be like, Man, he's incredible. Hartford for Heisman, wait till this offense. We're going to be so explosive. That'd be the easiest thing to do. I mean, we're swimming upstream here. And
0: then Mike and then Goolsby, when they don't do it, you blame the coaches.
1: Or you blame the young receivers.
2: Exactly. exactly. So we're not. My, even favorite, my favorite is Goolsby. I love Goolsby. Tells it how it is. And then when it's not what they want to hear, it's, Man, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> That's my favorite.
0: You know what? I'm I'm gonna save this ten, that ten second file right there from Singer because it's that's perfect. Exactly. Everybody loves Goolsby for
2: being honest. He's honest, and they're like, "Oh my god, what an idiot!" Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, you're so right. All right, let's get to some super chats. Uh, Jacob Dunn says, "How do I get in the Goolsby Singer 10 Hide group text?" I think what you want is to just get in that group text with with those two because I don't, you know, they they just kind of chit chat back and forth now after the new year's eve debacle i was like you know what i checked my phone five minutes later i got 92 texts like i'm um you know I'm. I'm that that
1: was new year's eve yeah (laughs) yes i see i poked the bear i poked the bear because i was i was poking ghouls because i was i mean i was sober like we didn't do anything for new year's eve but man was i hot i was hot were
0: we watching the michigan game i think the tcu michigan game or something like that yeah
1: yeah, All right,
2: Jake, appreciate the super chat. BC says, Hartman was poised, got ball out quickly and accurately, and he wasn't staring people down like Buckner. Yeah. Feel badly for all on the blue offense. BC, appreciate the five. Blue Holtz, Thunder, and Bolts with a five. Appreciate that. <clears throat> Beyond the quarterback performance, biggest takeaway equals speed, speed, speed. Uh, I mean, maybe Tim can chime in on that. Um, athleticism of the last few classes on full display on both sides of the ball. Uh, talking about these two super chats, Tim, you want to go first, and then yeah, I mean, just real quick.
0: The speed for me is the young guy, and we talked about this yesterday. Is the young guys on defense? Mm-hmm. That's what was noticeable to me was watching those linebackers go. Byra just popped. I thought he was outstanding, and I'm watch. I watched it again today, and I'm like, please get him on the field over Nana more at the strong side end. That's that's just me. I just loved his length, his athleticism. All those linebackers could play. They all could play. They all could run. Zinter, Bowen, uh, Ziegler, Osby, Ozbe- all those guys. So when I see speed, man, it was noticeable with those guys. And then I don't know if Goolsby meant, but Tyson Ford, my God. He, he looked like a man child out there. And that's another guy. Throw him in the fire, give him a dozen snaps every game, and just keep just man, that guy's gonna be a stud. Just keep getting better. So when nice. I see speed, he's so much on the defensive side. Offensively. Man, I'm I'm just skeptical about this offense with the speed that I keep hearing about. Defense, I think it's there on defense.
1: I agree, I agree. I think to your point, Tim, about the, like the athletes and the super the super chat about the athletes. You're starting to see more dudes that are like different. They're like that kid's a little special, like Tyson Ford. Like man, he could he might be special, right? Um, to your point about like Nana versus any of his competition, you know, Nana smartly has sort of injected himself into this leadership role in the off season, And that's a way to kind of preserve your playing time too, if we're being completely honest about it, but he's a completely different body. He's built like a Ninja turtle, like big, thick neck, short arms. I mean, he's gonna, he's going to hold the edge and that's about all he's going to do. So like, I don't want to see Nana on the field on third downs. And then the prior super chat about Sam, you know, being able to go through his reads, et cetera, his progressions, he had time, and that's really what it's going to come down to. You know, Tyler didn't have much time. You know, first time he played Ohio State in the road. Let's let's pray that Sam does. I do think he needs that time to work through the reads, and yeah, he can be an accurate quarterback. Um, and yes, Tim, I tend to agree with you about the offense, man. Like Deion Colsey ain't outrunning many people. Yeah. He's just not. Um, you know, Great House is big, dude. Great House got a big old butt, man. You see, I mean, he's a powerful kid, thick shoulders, arms. big, thick kid. Yeah, it like high good. ass. I mean, if you're talking about just evaluating him, I mean, he's not built for speed. If you look at the body type, he's just not. Um, yeah. So, and we keep hearing that Meriwether's going to take the top off the defense, and I, I, I can't, I, I can't wait to see it. I really do. And I know yeah. Braylon James can run too. So we just got to see it, you know.
0: Well, this, yeah, yeah, yesterday people got mad at me yesterday because I said Notre Dame doesn't have SCC speed on offense and everyone lost their mind. And when I say SCC, I'm talking playoffs, right? This is Notre Dame football. I'm not talking about Gator Bowl, Citrus Bowl, I'm talking about going to the playoffs. And that's, you know, perfect example. You know, everybody's favorite football player over the last three years is Chris Tyree, correct? So they throw a quick line pass, quick little, you know, spot screen to Tyree, tackle for loss. They do the same exact play to Jaden Thomas. Jaden Thomas, who doesn't have a lot of wiggle, correct? Wiggles, runs for eight yards, gets a first down. Same play, same exact players. Tyree Thomas on a quick dump pass out there on and bunch. So I I, I don't know. This the speed, you know, and most, and this is what kills me. It's like offense, offense is gonna blow up for 40 some odd points. They should, correct? The first few games before they get into the buckeyes. So it's going to be – that's why I keep saying November 23rd is when we're going to find out what this football team is.
1: You know, real real quick too, just talking about speed and like SEC speed. And you could just go back in your. are – I'm going to lump that Ohio State receiving kind of core into this SEC receiver conversation. You know, these guys, again, Tim, they're long striders. They're running wide open. Coach Stuckey kind of like – unprompted, he's making Tobias Merriweather, Randy Moss comparisons, you know, cause I think about a guy, I mean, if you watch Randy Moss's film, he'll go 10 yards in damn near two steps. I mean, just in terms of his initial release, cause he was just so long. And I'm like, I don't know, coach, did we have to say that he's got one career catch? Do we have to make that comparison? You know, I don't even think anybody baited him into it. He just came out with it. So, I mean, I believe the coaches. That's
2: the problem anytime you do any sort of mentioning of a current, you know, Notre Dame player with a a, a different player, people to say, Oh, it's a comparison. But you know, I I think I think it's you know being taken out of context a little bit. You know, like he's just saying one specific small thing. He's like, Yeah, when you see that makes you think of Randy Moss, and people are like, Oh, we got Randy Moss. You know, it's like eh. Yeah, and right. just and just real quick, I'm reading a bunch
0: of the comments. You know, you know the Don't whole agree. idea. Yeah, the comments are awesome. I love these. Is uh, the, with the SEC speed, you go back to when was the last time Notre Dame played with one of the big boys playoff game against Alabama? The Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, weighs what 175 pounds. Takes a bubble touchdown, slant touchdown, an eight-yard crosser touchdown. Fly That's on. it. That's SEC speed. A quick dump, make a move and go. That's what Notre Dame needs. And I don't know if they have that. So when I say that, SEC speed is get the ball, boom, make a move and go.
1: I think uh, Tim, Goolsbee, he was Tim, I think he's 168 pounds at the combine.
2: Goolsby, do you have any thoughts on the, the backups uh, quarterbacks, Kenny Minchie and, and Steve
1: Angeli? Um It was fun that they were live. I'll say that. But yeah, once you get into the second half and I watched Nebraska spring game here too, once you get into the second half, it's definitely a little sloppy. It just, it it tends to be, so it's hard to make any assessments there. Um, So yeah, it's it's really, it's kind of like a nothing burger for me, if I'm honest with you. It's just kind of like, it's just, it's sloppy all the way around.
2: Yeah. I, I agree there. Tim, did you want to add anything?
0: I was impressed with Angeli. I thought he sat in the pocket. Boom. Hit some really nice passes there. Showed a little bit more zip. I I wasn't expecting that. And Minch, I love Minchie. I just love yeah. his body, his mannerism. Two good looking quarterbacks. And they're they're, you know, I hope they enjoy the scout team this year.
2: Yeah, I just remember Angeli and the passes he completed. A lot of them were just kind of curls but we're going to love up Angelly's curls but not Hartman's. That's
0: oh, just watching him as a quarterback. Mike, I'm not talking about the darn schemes. I mean, I got people saying great house is the next, you know, all-American. He may be. But with it, no, Angelly's just the way through the ball. He, hey, I was never the biggest Angelly fan. I have enjoyed watching him as of late, especially this spring. That guy has improved a lot. So What I've been saying since
2: since I, what I've been saying about Angelly before senior year of high school? was that I don't know if he's going to play much at Notre Dame, but I'm telling you guys, he's going to succeed in college. And uh, the reports are looking pretty good on him, so I am um, feeling good there. Tim, or uh, Goolsby, do you want to talk about the linebackers? I know you touched on those guys earlier that you're impressed with them. Ziegler, um, I mean, he led the blue the blue team in tackles, I believe, with 10. Um, Drake Bowen had six. Um yeah, there's your boy Marty Hour with, with with six tackles. Preston Zinter popped. Um, yeah, any thoughts on the linebackers you want to add?
1: Yeah, so and we, I, I'll draw a, a correlation to Great House. So Great House in the first half, when it was like an actual game and it wasn't just kind of a sloppy whatever, the second half of these spring games turns into. He had six catches. So, like, I, if I'm focusing my critique, it'd be more so on the first half. Um, and I heard great things about Ziegler, but I'm like, if I'm stacking up and this is just based off of the spring game, if I'm stacking up athleticism between Drake Bowen and Ziegler, it's a toss up, but I've Mm. heard that Ziegler is so fast and he can fly. He's a little bow legged, which was interesting to me. It can be a marker of athleticism, but, um, there's the big takeaway was the length. That's, that's all I could, I could see, um, Zinter's absolutely going to be a player. You know, J- you know, I'm just kind of rolling through. JD got in and got out. I love Zinter's film. Um, and we kind of think that he might grow into like a Viper is what I had kind of projected about when I saw his high school film. And I've been pretty spot on with these projections, at least with linebackers. Um, Sneed played violent. You know, Sneed, like, I'd love to be his teammate. I'm sure he's going to make some mental errors Tim, but like, I just like the way he plays the game. We got to see Marist out there. You know, your boy, dude, he's like, again, like look l- again, length, crazy long athlete doesn't do anything more of the same as far as I'm concerned, blitz magnet, blitz magnet. I mean, he is a bug on a windshield, as Tim likes to say. Um, So I think we've seen enough fellas from this young linebacker group. It's like, let's circle in some fresh, let's circulate some fresh blood here. It's time. At the linebacker position specifically,
0: but it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen this year. They have three fifth-year seniors. They live in nickel, so there's going to be yeah. five
1: DBs on the field and two two linebackers. That's unfortunate because I I'm just, look at JD Bertrand. Looks to be the same size as Osberry. I mean, like to like you know just kind of flashing around the screen. Then you see like a Bowen, or you see a Zinter, uh, you see a Ziegler, and it's like they look like different species. You know, in terms of their size and their length. So it's that's a little bit of a bummer. But that's why, you know, we've been touching on like looking forward to 2024. This is the stuff that I'm talking about.
2: And then any offensive linemen that flashed, Mike, that you want to talk about?
1: Um, let's give some credit to our boy Rocco, dude. Mm-hmm. Rocco looked Rocco is a big thicky, man. He's a big thick kid, dude. Um, Rocco could probably take that Blake Fisher path and maybe clean it up, drop like 10 to 15 through that midsection. Um, but he played well. You know, he's a guy that, you know, loves Notre Dame and you're really rooting for him. Um, and I thought Emil Wagner looked great. Um, Thoughts uh, on his body type, that-
2: Mike? Because he looks more like a bodybuilder and not, you know, this big –
1: so this, I love this stuff. I love this stuff. So it's yeah. like, well, yeah, Emil Wagner needs to put on another fifteen pounds. He's got to get north of three hundred five. I, I agree with you, but like, hey, I'm watching the kid play, and like, maybe he's ten pounds too light or whatever. He can play. Anya. Anya's pushing up on two ninety. Anya could, Anye could carry three twenty and still probably see his abs. I mean, what do you think Wagner's listed at weight wise? I think I know. I think he, I, I think he's probably like two eighty seven or something. If you put a gun to my head, seventy eight. 278. That's what, well,
2: that's what Notre Dame lists them They're usually pretty honest.
1: Well, you know, I played with a guy uh, named Ryan Harris who started as a true freshman at left tackle. You know, played, I don't know how many years, Tim, 10 years in the NFL, won a Super Bowl. Was literally a four-year starter at Notre Dame at left tackle. He came in at 268 pounds <laughs> and played as a true freshman at left tackle. And I'll tell you, I was playing linebacker at that point in time and Tim, you know, there's a a player too, where he climbed to the second, second level and he shocked me with his hands. And I'm like, I don't give a shit what he weighs. Like I felt that. just cause the technique was on point. So, you know, the the best players, the best athletes, they should, they should play. I mean, if like, if you just look at a Blake Fisher, look at a Joe, all look at a, a Emil Wagner, they just, they, they jump out to you physically. They just do. And then, Mike,
2: just thinking players off the top of my head, When to get your opinion on Jabran Payne. It's like the only real running back
1: of note, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Again, a lot of this, this goes back to what Tim said about, like, the wide receiver room and, like, everybody's so excited, right? We've got all these receivers, tight ends. It's like, do we, though? Because on paper, like, we have two running backs right now. You know, I've never been a big fan of Logan Diggs. Um, Payne? Absolutely love him. He needs a new jersey number. I hate that jersey number. It just doesn't look right back mm-hmm. there. What's that?
2: You don't like 13 on running back? Not at all. Who does? Um, Is that what Maurice Clarette used? Like, that's the only 13 I could think of at running back off the top of my
1: head. Yeah, Maurice Claret got drafted my year, and I didn't. So, yeah, I've, I've Got great memories tied to that. All so, right. So, uh, n- all right.
2: Now the trauma's coming out
1: there. I got you, Mike. Yeah. You know how to stir it up. You know how to get <laughs> to me. But yeah, I, yeah, again, Payne, Payne, I think will be a serviceable guy. I think given the opportunity, given some lanes, I mean, I don't see why you couldn't get like a Logan Diggs type production. I, I think that Price, Love, and Estimate are special, unique talents. I don't necessarily see that from Payne or Diggs, you know, at, at face value, just in terms of like somebody being special, jumping off the screen. But he's absolutely a kid you want to root for given his industry injury history and he's gonna end up playing some time for us. He will, but I'm happy for him. Stuck up on Jaden Thomas, Mike. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's showing um, he's just kind of that dude, man. He's got that big thick neck. I'm just some of these guys you want to just press that fast forward button and see what they turn into in the NFL. How is he gonna be used? Um yeah, because I, st- I think he could block. I mean, I think you can kind of use him as kind of an H-back thing. So, he's a really unique player. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very valuable. I agree.
2: Like, because he's so thick, I, you can see him. Oh, he's got a
1: neck like a linebacker, dude.
2: You can see him lining up in the slot. They bring him in motion as an H-back, and then he kind of is blocking the weak side end by himself. Like, you can see that kind of role for Jaden Thomas. I like that
1: show. One other thing real quick, though, too, that I want to talk about. So, you know, we're talking about stars, you know, guys who's arrows pointing up guys are arrows pointing down at this point, Tim, there's a few guys, you know, it's kind of scattered throughout the team where we're like, okay, they stick out, but for all the wrong reasons, you know, like Clarence Lewis, he, he, Tim, is he going to be our starting nickel to me? The way that Jade Mickey's wired, you know, his competitiveness, that's why Tariq Bracey was so good this past year, because he competed his balls off every snap. I think you're going to get that from Mickey. I'd say kick Mickey into the slot. We need help at safety. Move Barnes or move uh, Lawrence to, or excuse me, Clarence Lewis to safety. Clarence Lewis can't play, and I don't think Ryan Barnes can play. They got to move someplace else, and that was like pretty apparent watching this game. Tim,
0: oh, on the slot. No, I was going to say. Uh, I just made a note. Mike uh, was talking about some players who popped. Uh, for me, Junior Tule Alamaca did a Viper. I thought he was physical, looked the part. He had two wrong arms in the game, which were just like awesome to watch a couple run fits. So I was really impressed with him um, since we haven't mentioned him.
1: He's uh, just a good football player. Too. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, great Catholic school, Alamini out of, you know, out there in the Los Angeles Valley. I mean, he's the one guy that showed up last year, ready to play. And he's always been that way. So, you know, the Viper, I think is going to be a Big, big surprise, you know, after, uh, you know, with Foskey gone. I think those two guys are going to rotate. They're going to keep them fresh all season. And that's going to be a pretty good dynamic duo out there. Uh, real quick on the O-line. Um, yeah, Wa- Wagner just, re- to me, he popped. He looked strong as could be. There's one play where he's literally sealing the B-gap, and he has one arm just posting Nana with one arm. And just, you're not moving. And that's impressive for a redshirt freshman. He's He's going to be athletic. Uh, best Rocco played. Um, obviously, more than likely, it looks like Kristofik and, and Billy will start, which is just a little scary to me. I'm I'm a little nervous about the offensive guard. I just am. So those hopefully they get enough reps, enough good positive news. Uh, those first month getting ready for Ohio State and that wave that's going to come out them up front. But uh, yeah, Shrauf got bull rushed twice yesterday, and that was shocking. But he's a redshirt freshman. He's still learning, still growing, still developing. and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com
2: are we about to get goolsby and to argue please
1: no i just i go back to like and these kids have come such a long way like again you're watching Osbury. this kid should be in high school right but um yeah to expect a young kid like Trout, yeah he's going to get he's going to get worked over i mean yes He's going up against grown men. He's 19 years old or whatever. It's like, that happens. But again, to our point, it's like you go with kind of the best athlete at all these positions across the board. And then the other thing, too, um, you, you mentioned Junior, and I think that uh, Botello, dude, I texted you during the game. Batello has worked on his craft as a pass rusher. Isaiah Foskey, God love him, career sack leader he didn't have many things in his bag of tricks in terms of like, he had a bit of a long arm. Mm-hmm. I call it kind of run the rail a little bit. You know, his athleticism would help him get to the quarterback, but in terms of moves in the, the, I do this every weekend with kids. Uh, Batello has got some moves like a double swipe. So just watch his, I mean, he's been working at that. So I expect him to have, I mean, a Patello has double digit sacks. Won't surprise me whatsoever
2: folks if you're just joining us recently you have not done so yet please do hit that thumbs up we're wanting to get easily to 500 let us know in the comments if you're watching live with us how many we're at right now because whatever the number is it should be a lot higher and of course subscribe to our youtube channel for more content if you're listening via podcast uh, i always like to tell podcast audience we post a lot more of these long form shows on our youtube channel that don't make it to podcast because i'm trying to bring you over to youtube because there's a lot a lot more visuals. A lot more shorter content that we're able to do. So, um, yeah, try to join us more on uh, these YouTube shows. Watch us live. Watch us back. Um, Goolsby, I wanted your thoughts on Tim's notes that he's concerned about the guard positions. Do you share his feelings there?
1: Um, the Christophic thing concerns me because he just seems like a guy. Ceilings capped, right? He's you know, just kind of a guy, and it's like, okay, he's the most reliable out of all the guys. Like, you've got to. I, t- I think I said this last last episode, Mike. Like, our our interior lineman is made up of like, you just change the jersey numbers 70 put on 73, 68 put on 64. Like, change it. They all look like the same guy. It's just a bunch of kind of guys. Bob Davey used to call it oozing. Everybody's out here oozing around. It's like we got a bunch of interior line guys that are just kind of oozing. Um, so the Kristapic thing, there's not a lot of upside there. It's a bit of a concern. Um I still think that Jagasaw is gonna end up being a starter by the end of the season. He's too good. He's too good. He's and again, going back to what I've been saying about kids being different, he is special. He's a special player. And I think it a guard's a great way to break him in. But, yeah, I'm not worried about Christophic. It's just less than ideal.
2: Okay. All right, let's get to a few Super Chats. TJ dropped a five with no comments. I will be looking. TJ, if you're still watching, if you, if you have something that I tried to find, if you had a comment to go with your Super chat, I don't see anything, but I do appreciate it. Let us know if you've got anything for us. The Smith family of five says, assuming Hartman will win one to two games more than the Buckner this year, what will be better for recruiting Hartman at 10 and two or Buckner at eight and four nine and three? Tim, I feel like didn't we answer this in the Wednesday live show? Like it was something very similar, right?
0: Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, they were basically if they don't, you know, choke away the two most winnable games, that's what it, you know, this guy's saying Hartman Hartman's going to win the, the most winnable games, which I've said, I don't, I mean, Notre Dame's got a good football team. There are good football players all around. You know, it's not all negative, Nelly, which you know everyone seems to think here in the comments and whatnot. Notre Dame does have good football players around that win a lot of these games. So, is it ten and two, nine and three? I, you know, if it was, you know, let's just say if Tyler Buckner was, you know, was the quarterback this year, why is it assumed they're eight and four? So, yeah, uh, you, know, you know, I've never, I've never understood this. They, they have outstanding running backs. They have two NFL offensive tackles. You know, there are some very good wide receivers. I don't think they're Blazers and whatnot, but they are going to be very efficient for what they did. We saw that last year with Drew Pine as, the, as they grew, and that may be who, who they are. So what's better for recruiting? Of course, if you go 11-1. and one. Well, if you go 11-1, and one, that means you're beating Ohio State, Clemson SC, you're winning two out of those three. So that's going to be – but that's why Hartman's here. That's why Marcus Freeman went to those guys – After USC says, I'm bringing in an experienced guy, you know, guys are more than welcome to leave. And Pine ran the heck out of there.
1: The question is, right, distill it down. The question is, is having success with a transfer quarterback, is that like, does that help or hinder recruiting? Yeah, winning is great for recruiting. It's great for draft picks. It's great for postseason awards. It's true. It's inarguable. To Tim's point, if we go 10-2 and with Sam Hartman, was it a waste? Was it a waste? Because I firmly believe that again, 2024, look at the receiver room, look at the linebacker crop, look at all the young defensive line talent, et cetera. To me, I'm much more optimistic about 2024 than 2023. So is it a waste? If we if we lose to Ohio State, is it a waste to have Sam Hartman here? Because nobody else is developing and he's gone. It's a question. I think it's a valid question.
2: First time we don't if we,
1: we don't make it to the playoff, it's a bust
2: first time we've talked about that point too right Joking. bc does not like your talk about chris tyree goolsby i says i hope you eat crow that is not very nice bc tim what'd you have for dinner tonight man
0: uh i made homemade pizza with the kids Mm -hmm. it was actually really good little pesto is outstanding you know i did a little organic little spinach on top it was really sweet but um yeah, the Tyree, a lot of Tyree love. I've heard it for three years. Okay, I hope he. I hope I see. See, that's the thing. I am a Notre Dame fanatic. I'm born and raised with Notre Dame. I want Notre Dame to win. I hope I eat crow. I hope Tyree has 11 touchdowns. This
2: but year. Tim, but you, but, but you the Tyree love Tyree. What has Chris Tyree done? You will years? never say I was wrong. What you'll say is, well, of wrong. course he's I got Blake wrong. Fisher. And Joe all blocking for him and he's got for Tyree. Like that's what you're gonna do if Tyree, I'll, you know I'll eat Crow. I'm not a Chris
0: Tyree fan. Chris Tyree goes out there and tears it up this year. Awesome. I'll eat Crow. Chris Tyree is better than I thought. Awesome.
1: That would be the first Tim, time. Tim, Tim, Tim I mean, tell seriously. me about is, is Tim is Tyre what's Tyree's NFL future gonna look like if he has one? Do you think he'll get better in the NFL? No, I don't. I mean, he, he, who do you want? Chris Tyree or Kyron
0: Williams? Kyron Williams was what? A fifth, fifth round draft pick, fifth, sixth, whatever. You know, we got a couple snaps this year. Who do you want on your football team? Kyron Williams, Chris Tyree. Who's the tougher football player?
1: Come on. So did we do did we Tyree. all, because all, I fell in love with Tyree as a recruit based off of, because he's just so damn fast. So what where did where do we go wrong with Tyre Tyree in terms of his usage, etc.? I've talked about to me it's his vision. His his shoulders go to the sideline. You know, he's not taking a, a handoff from quarterback being under center. He loses his vision running to the sideline and takes away the cutback. But so he could stay square, he can see a a cutback lane.
0: That's funny you say that, Mike, because he's you
1: he like he doesn't. There's he runs, he gets the and up and he steps and then he stops. And it's like it takes away all his speed. People people got, you know, but the whole
0: Tyree thing. When I got into this Tyree thing with you know thousands of the message board people and on our show with Singer over the last year, is people's like, Well, all they do is running up run him up in the A gap. Yeah, it's it's called duo. It's a cutback play. That's what it's for. For anyone that knows offensive line football and run game, duo, everyone in America runs it. It's an inside play with a natural cutback. There are so many cutback lanes for Chris Tyree this season. He never saw them. He never saw them. So when people get mad, oh, Tommy Reese, all he does is run, you know, Chris Tyree in the A-gap. Yes, that's duo. And you cut back off of it. Go watch some of the big games this year with so many running backs make plays. When you go Michigan, people hate when I bring up Michigan, but what was the big two touchdowns in the fourth quarter? Michigan going in the A-gap, cutting to C, 70-yard touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Same thing in the Big Ten title game. Chris Tyree does not do that. So that's just my opinion. A lot of Chris Tyree fans out there because of, quote, unquote, his ranking. I'm sure that's what it is. And he just hasn't done it in three years. I don't know why that can't be true. And he has not in three years. That's my opinion on him.
2: All right, moving along. When Carmody says, "What does everyone think our legit odds/slash chances are to win a Natty this year or next?" Well, Carmody, you really just opened up a can of worms here.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm going to let you have this one. That's not the Michael
0: Carmody block rest yesterday, right, Mike? That I texted you. Oh boy. That's, oh boy. But um, real quick, I'm going to go back a couple minutes about guards. Okay, guards. Look at Notre Dame guard play over the last say decade. You've had, you know, Quentin Nelson, who's a legend, and Alex Bars, who's in the NFL. Then you go Banks, and you go Tommy Kramer, two guys in the NFL, you know. And then you go Patterson and Lug last year, you know. Those dudes have 11 years combined at Notre Dame football, so they're gone. When has Notre Dame struggled? Interior, 2021. Zeke, Christophic, Goolsby's buddy, Kane Madden, who he trains with. And then this year is going to be – Telling you guys, it's going to be iffy. It—that's just my opinion on on what we have out there, and that's a little scary to me. Is the interior? So you people want to win a national championship? You got to get to the playoffs. So well, you got to get to the playoffs. You Got to beat Ohio State, and Ohio State has like ten top 100 freaks up front that they're going to rotate, and that game is going to be an interesting battle for the interior. That's my biggest worry. Is there and tight end? Same thing with tight end. Look at the tight ends Notre Dame's had from 18 to 22. Look at all those NFL guys. 2023 is there's going to take a backseat at tight end this year.
1: That's my opinion. So let's, so so to answer the super chat, you can kind of expand on that. And how did that even happen in the tight end room? You know, like Cade Barong, you know, who's no longer in the program, who was the coach before McNulty, the tight ends coach? So the, he was the offensive coordinator. Say that again? Chip Long. Chip Long liked Cade Barong. You know, McNulty didn't like Cade Barong. He's out of the program. It's like, how does this happen at a program like a Notre Dame where the cupboards are kind of bare? Eli was supposed to be the guy, the injury thing. I get it, but it's just like, it stings. So if you look at this team national championship odds, to Tim's point, not a lot of experience in the interior line to my point based off the feedback that I got on this previous scrimmage a week ago Sam needs time Sam will slice and dice you but he needs time so to Tim's point if you've got you know 305 pounder top 100 stud kids from state of Florida sitting in his lap it's going to hurt his ability to slice and dice you've got a tight end room that has Three four career catches between Stays and, and Mitch, if that's what I said. Yeah, one catch for Holden. You've got a wide receiver room that is probably overvalued, Tim, just based off of you know the production that we've seen. I got you gotta you gotta show me. You've got great tackles, you've got one stud running back. Logan Diggs has a bit of an injury injury history. He sat out all spring. You got two nice corners on defense working outside in. Safety is a huge question mark. We love Xavier Watts, but still, you know, it's time to time to ascend and you got kind of the same old same old at linebacker and then at defensive line you got some unproven guys there too. I mean, you got what? Howard Cross, but he's undersized. You got Patello's a new a new starter. So there's just a lot of unknowns. Well, it's you got kind of,
0: Yeah, I mean that's, you know, another good point. You know, you have, for me, guard and tight end on offense. You know, I think wide receiver, they'll be efficient and, and solid because, you know, Hartman's got a ton of experience and he's going to get the ball out there. Defense now, it's the end. I think they're going to be okay inside. And you've got... You do. You, know, you think they're going to be okay inside? Yeah, I do. I do. I just, I mean, Cross is strong as can be. He's, he's, he's small, but he, he's a battler. You know, Rubio is going to be fine. Mills is a D-tackle. The fact so we, is, we think
1: we right. think because you and I've been complaining for two years that you know a big missing piece to the a championship level program for Notre Dame is that its size on in the interior and it sounds like between Rubio Mills Andre um some Ford, Tyson Ford you've yes. got enough guys that are north of two ninety just rotate them through yes okay
0: that's what I yeah that's what I see and Mills and this goes back to the DN recruiting you know with Elson the last few years is. The last two years, 21, 22, you have to take a, a three tech, your know, D tackle and make him an end with, you know, Myron, you know, MTA in 2021. They did that with Mills last year. Mills is an interior guy. I mean, look at him. He doesn't look like a DN. He's a monster. He's an inside guy. So now at the end spots, you got Baptiste who was, you know, a career backup before Ohio state, you know, I hope he bust out. I think he will. He's a great looking athlete. So, but he's never been a starter. This is his first time going to be a guy. And then Nana is, is going into his fifth year as a career backup. And then as much as we talk about Botello and Junior, you know, Botello's been a rover. He's been an outside linebacker. He's never he's never had the rush until they moved him late last year and started repping him more. And then Junior's a Mike backer. He's a traditional middle backer, old school Mike Goolsby, coming out of a Catholic school, going to Notre Dame. That's what Junior is. So they don't have any Vipers. So they've had to take a Mike and a, and a Rover and turn them into your, your rush end. So that's, but they're,
1: so they're, what we're saying okay. is a, it's a lot of, it's, it, it's sexy, right? It yeah. sounds sexy, but it's, it's not proven. So it means, I, I don't know if that's smart money. And that's, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, going back to the question
0: national title hopes. you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to
1: see November or excuse me, September 23rd. Can't I feel record. better about it in 2024 than I do 2023.
2: And that's the answer. We took five minutes to get right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but well, we had to talk about a couple good positions. So it's always uh, fun. All right, couple, some more Super Chats. Uh, Susan says, understand this is a scrimmage, but any thoughts on the new coaches' performances? Specifically, go to Jared Parker. I asked Tim this. So you gave your thoughts uh, in, in the post-game show on, did you see anything new from the offense tim didn't really sit in not, not nothing crazy mike did you see anything after some rewatches
1: uh, yeah i would i would tend to agree um just kind of quick scanning yeah i didn't see anything novel and you wouldn't ex- you wouldn't expect it to and that that's in a spring game but uh I do like – I just talking about new coaches, I love the fact that they have a quarterbacks coach, ex-offensive coordinator, and another set of eyes. I just think – and then you compare that, you juxtapose that with, like, how young Tommy was, and he had all of that on his plate and all of that. So, I mean, I just don't see how this can't be a better scenario having – you know, gino has got the gray hair factor – ex-college quarterback, ex-offensive coordinator. Co- I mean, just to have the extra set of eyes, I think it's invaluable.
2: Uh, you just made me a happy girl when you just said, um, you know, the gray hair factor. That that. <laughs> Parker. Parker's 42, Gino's 40. Reese is what, 30, 31? So, oh, I mean, I, that's real. I think that's real. Tim, do you want to add anything on this?
0: No, I love the point about Gino. I actually like the fact that him and Parker are next to each other in the booth. I found that... Uh, You know, interesting. They're going to obviously work with each other because Gino was the OC at Cincy, correct? And Parker, so they're going to be side by side, communicating, talking, relaying everything down to you know Stucky and McCullough. Probably going to signal everything in, and Rudolph's going to be on the side, just worrying about blocking schemes.
2: I just hope that they're 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 have a good, healthy relationship because I feel like as closely as tandem they work, man, it would be easy to just butt heads and just you know. I mean, that guy, I don't really like, I hope they like one of
1: them. Neither one of those guys, again, I'm a big energy guy. Neither one of those guys. And I, you know, I know coach Reese. We've talked on the phone many times. I mean, coach Reese is 30 going on 68 in terms of like, he is a curmudgeon. You know, he is like an old ball coach (laughs) and there's ego that accompanies that, but I just, you know, you, Gino and coach Parker, like their energy, it just seems to be a little bit, lighter which is another thing it's like and coach Rudolph seems like a good dude it's like where's the piss and vinegar in this coaching unit I don't know
2: these are all Freeman guys Freeman everyone on the staff
1: yeah yeah you got sometimes you got to be a little almost afraid of your coach to a degree you know it can't be all puppy dogs and cotton candy every day at practice but
2: yeah and I, I think there's definitely that uh, there's tons of respect and everything, but yeah, I just think it's a, now. I think that Reese's gone. It's like a full Marcus room. Like these are all Freeman guys. That's at least how I see it. Mm-hmm. Any Davis says price will need to be healthy improved at the skill positions, but still no explosives. Meriwether maybe Tyree is still Tyree, but at a new position, I'm going to give you 30 seconds both on, uh, on this. Tim.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll go first. Price. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not counting on Price this year coming back from Achilles. They got two experienced guys ahead of him. I mean, I'm not – I'd be stunned if he, if he gets into the rotation, especially with – me, I'm, I'm an estimate guy. Give that dude 20, 22, 23, 24 carries a game. That's what I want to see. Go Goolsby.
1: I just – Tim, I shake my head because it's like we're like brothers from a different mother. Like we are like in – so simpatico on like our, our line of thought. I totally agree on Price. That's a major injury, folks. That's a major injury, and especially if we don't need him per se, let him rest. Yeah. And the, for yeah. an athlete like that, I mean, it's an Achilles tendon for those that don't know. Like, that is no joke. Furthermore, give me a coin flip between Jeremiah Love and, and J.D. Price. You know, I mean, J.D., Jeremiah Love's coming in this fall. He can get on the field. I think he's more – I think he's a more special – what did he just run? 10, 500 meters? Yeah. Yeah, it's at bad. 200 plus, you know, 215 pounds, it's folks. Bad. That's modoc, I mean that's flying. Um, and yeah, Meriwether is like the chosen one, dude. He's the next Randy Moss. You heard it from his coach. So we just got to see it. Singer shaking his head.
2: Singer is shaking his head because like you, this love affair needs to end. You know, like it, it needs to be more of more two on ones. That's not. It's not just Goolsby and Hyde versus Singer. Well, people are oh, actually upset. Just, I, wish, just, I wish I wish I did disagree.
0: We are, but but the comments, I I guess we should be more rose petals and puppy dogs because people are upset. Like we're telling our truth, our side of things, what we see, what we believe. It is, I guess everyone out there in Notre Dame land outside of Goolsby and Hyde thinks this is a 12-0 football team. I hope it is. I hope it is is, is, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Just reading the comments. I, you know, I is, it it really is to
2: me. So maybe I'm a little, maybe I'm a little jealous. Jealous All right. Last super chat here. JP says great show guys. Two points. Tim is right. Whoa. No, he's not right. Never one person. Never is Tim Hyde. Right. I'm with the YouTube chat. Bring out the uh, pitchforks on these two. I'm kidding. Uh, Notre Dame doesn't have SEC speed. I mean, you know, at least South Carolina level speed. But I, oh yeah, that, and that's what we're
0: gunning for—is the Gator Bowl trophies. Goos,
2: Goolsby speaks truth. No playoff Hartman experience is a bust.
1: To Tim's to, so the whole this the whole Notre Dame speed narrative has been a thing since I was there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just been a thing. Mike, when you and I first started doing these shows, brother, it was like the lack of talent and speed on the outsides, like a corner, was painful to watch. It was blatantly obvious. That's changed. You got Cam Hart. You got what's-his-face Christian Gray. You got, obviously, Benjamin Morrison. Like, Coach Freeman has changed that quick. Uh, I think what Tim's saying about the lack of SEC speed, SEC speed, it's been speed on the outsides and size on the interior defensive line. That's what I've kind of said, like – to, to ascend, to become that top three program consistently, it's what you need. So we're still lacking that speed. I believe it about Merriweather. I just want to see it. Um, But I think the counter to the, maybe that lack of speed at the outside at the wide receiver position, a nice counter to that, Tim, is a fucking hammer and estimate. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yes podcast yeah.
2: is marked as explicit now. There we oh. go. You you know what I'm
1: saying? That's a nice like, Well, we don't have these pretty receivers that are, you know, six foot, you know, 180 pounds. But it's like we got a 230-pound back that that said I want to be the best player in the country. It's like I believe him. I'm not getting in front of him.
0: No, I'm I'm an estimate guy. I've always been like, you know, this rotate and, you know, the three-headed monster last year. Who cares? Give that guy the ball 22, 24 times a game. Let him hammer you down the throat. And he will be an NFL running back down the road. He is the best running back. People like Diggs. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, Diggs is sweet and cuddly. He's nothing fancy to me. I want oh, estimate. Geez. Yeah, I want estimate. If you have if you have those two, I want estimate as my guy. I just
1: do. I'm, you gotta you gotta think, you gotta take again, these is this is data. Estimate average 5.9 yards a carry. In what world would you anticipate? I mean, it sounds like a home run hitter at that, you know, running at that clip, but no, you got a hammer that's averaging seven yards or six yards a carry. I need know to- there's no sense. There's no sense in being Audrick Estimate if you're not going to get the ball 20 plus times a game.
0: There's this stat, Patrick. I got to get it. There's it's, it, was in the blue and gold illustrate just a couple of weeks ago. Patrick Engel put out about Estimate how he doesn't have a ton of carries, but his, you know, run, his runs of over 10 yards or more. Was like at the elite national level. He just didn't get enough carries, or he would have just blown up even more last year because they rotated so much. So
1: I go back to Tim it and that
0: stat. It's a great stat. Patrick posted one of the blue and gold illustrations. Uh, and you
1: mentioned, you know, Kyron Williams earlier in the pod. Who would you rather have Tyree or Kyron Williams? I've been saying it for two years now. estimates makeup, his wiring, he has. Like shades of Kyron Williams in him. I mean, he's interviewed by the sideline reporter. He's like, "I'm trying to be the best player in the country," and it's like, well, um, I just, there's just, he's a he's a foxhole guy for me, and I just think he could be a motor, you know, little energizer bunny for a program. Guys love to rally around physicality like that. I love it.
0: Well, this goes real quick to the rotation thing. How you know this is a Freeman thing. You know, Marcus Freeman talked about this a ton last year in spring and after he got hired. Yeah, you go back to Kyron Williams. He was the dude in twenty and twenty-one. He got all the carries. So, and I'm like, why is Notre Dame now have to sprinkle all these? It's sure it's for recruiting to show running backs. Hey, you're going to come here and get your couple, you know, token carries or whatever. But it's like, if you're the best guy, give him the ball. I mean, you played with with you know Julius Jones, but he get thirty carries most some games and whatnot. Give that guy the ball, Julius Jones. Yeah, forty wow, in the down. game.
1: Right. Second-round pick, Freakazoid, Freakazoid. Yes. Tim never practiced because <laughs> he was so beat up from the game. Because he had all the carries, I know. You, you know, <laughs> uh, he he just wouldn't practice. It's just, like, let, let him rest and then give it to him in the game. And then last thing about the rotation was the usage under Coach Reese. Remember, like, early in the season, Logan Diggs came, off, came, came back from that labrum surgery too early, in my opinion. But you've got him on third down pass pro, and he can't even hit the guy with his – with his bad shoulder. It's like the usage in the rotation of it was always wonky to me. But uh, again, we expect big things from Estimate this year.
2: Goosby putting you on the spot off the top of your head. Who are your foxhole guys on this roster?
1: Uh, Botello? Absolutely. You need somebody. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no.
2: Let's go by position. All right. So quarterback, you got any foxhole
1: guys at quarterback? Angeli. That's it? Keep going. What's the next position? Didn't say your your
2: your buddy Buckner, but okay, okay. Running back? Estimate. Receiver. Rico Flores. Mmm. Like that. Tight end.
1: Probably Eli. Olay. Probably yeah, you gotta be alt, dude.
2: Gotta be all these choices. I mean, you're just picking only guys. D line. Batello. Yeah. Any other defense linemen? So there's just so many.
1: Um, I would say I'm 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 I'm, I'm I wanna say Mills, but like I gotta see it. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like he'd look, dude. Looks amazing. It's like, bro, at a certain point in time, you gotta, it's gotta click. Okay. Any linebackers? Maris? Oh, dude, if if Maris is in my foxhole, I'm moving to Canada. All right. But, um, you're just, you're, you're, I'd say, 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 I mean, yeah, you'd want JD, you'd want JD, you know, with you. Of course you would.
2: Tim, do you have something to
0: add? Yeah, just, uh, Two things. Number one, uh, Zeke. I, I would want Zeke Correll because there's a guy that's been, like through that. the, been through the ups and downs, been through the fires, has been fired from a position, and just keeps grinding. And he, here he is getting ready to start his second straight year. And then I want to argue with Mike Goolsby because I have been on the opposite with Maris Leofal. So I'm going to say this. I think Maris Leofal is going to have a heck, heck of a year. He's going into his second year as a starter. People always forget about he was out all 2021. He was the starter the last month of the season on the 2020 playoff team. Then he gets injured. He's coming back. Brand new coordinator, different coach. What? What? what, (laughs) Third or fourth coach. He's finally in the same defensive system for the second straight year. And Mike Goolsby could probably agree that that does help a linebacker, but we'll see.
1: Get him, Goolsby. Get him. (laughs) So before we do this. It goes back to like the, the, the Buckner-Hartman um, debate competition. What is the criteria? So, Tim, you said I think Maris is going to have a hell of a season or a heck of a season. Define that for me. I think he's going to make more plays. I, I think he's going to be more involved.
0: I don't I don't see him coming off the field. I know that frustrates people, but why did he play so much last year? Because obviously the coaches see something. The coaches – have some form of trust in him. And he was coming off a major foot injury. He wasn't even healthy until really with the first, second game that they said he was held out most of camp. I'm not saying he's going to win the buckets. I'm not saying he's going to be Mike Goolsby and have 121 tackles and 14 for loss, you know, and go and beat Florida
1: State on the road. I'm not saying that. All right. Well, I'm going to say what? this. He's going to have
0: a better season than you think,
1: Mr. Goolsby. I can see it again. I can see him flash. Like, when he blitzes and runs right into that offensive lineman, it's a little intoxicating. <laughs> I get it.
2: Goolsbee. But I'll tell you,
1: like, Tim, and I've said this with you, and I'm like, I'm not even really exaggerating. My first year starting, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I, I, I mean that. And, like, I go out against Maryland and have 10 tackles. Next week, Purdue, you know, 14 tackles. Like, there's something about being a linebacker. You just get to the damn ball. And it's like, I don't, it's just, it's, it's like, it's just, you're, you're hunting. It's like, you have to have that want to just get to the ball. And I just don't see it with Marist. I, just now. Don't see, I never see him on the ground. I never see him bend his knees. I never see him drop his weight. I just don't see that like passion to get the ball carrier. I do see the athleticism in flashes. I think we've been oversold that. But I just don't see the, the the like the instincts to get to the ball. I just don't, man. You start. Re- That's another thing. I hope I'm wrong.
2: Just gonna take a deep pause before I speak again. No, no, you wait, Tim. Lad. I've been waiting. Oh, no, no. I, you agree, I gotta, are you starting to rethink your position on agreeing with Hyde on so many things now that he is a big Marist guy?
1: I was gonna ask Tim what he's drinking.
0: Actually, I got the mother-in-law's fresh water down. You know, down stage. <laughs> hey, so let me ask Goolsby this: Who's going to have a bigger impact on Notre Dame football in 2023, Deion Colsey or Maris Leafau?
1: Ooh, that's a fun question. <laughs> um, probably Deion Colsey right. because I would say that there's, 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 there's. I think there's more options. What position does Marist play at this point, Tim? Will? Yeah, he's going to be a Will. I mean, he played what?
0: The outside backer, Rover, Sam Backer? I mean, I think, I think, I think,
1: think like in your nickel defense, I think you'd slide, I think you'd slide Kaiser into playing a Mike. And then, I mean, you could even put Snead at Will or something just for coverage in some of those scenarios. He plays in the, I think there's enough options behind Marist where I would say that Colsey will have a bigger impact just because there's so much inexperience behind him. I think he's going to have to play, you know. All right. Moving the discussion along, going back to your foxhole, guys. Any at safety or corner? Oh, Watts, for sure. Okay. And um, Cam Hart most definitely is not going to be in my foxhole. It's like, I'm looking for him on milk cartons. Like, where has the dude been? Like, he's still on the team, but, like, eventually you got to practice. And, like, I know your shoulders hurt, and, like, I know corner is super physical. Mike, I got an MRI on Wednesday. My labrum is still torn, you know, in my shoulder. Like, you got to play. So, at corner, yeah, maybe like a Mickey type, you okay. know, and, and hands down. Well, Xavier Watts and Marty are a toss-up for me, but I'm going to go with Xavier Watts. Ben, ben Morrison? Um, No. No, I want, want Mickey. It. I want Mickey. Mickey. All right.
2: So Eric asks a good question. What what does foxhole mean? And and more specifically, we've been going through this exercise. What is like what what was your criteria for picking these
1: guys? Well, I would I would defer to Tim with the, being the ex military guy, but I have my own sort of definition. I mean, to me, a foxhole guy is kind of a ride or die friend. A, we're outnumbered in a bar six to two, and we're still going to scrap um it's kind of like a back against the wall type thing like this is the type of guy that you trust is gonna you're gonna go into battle with doesn't have to be the best player but he's just you know reliable etc tim
0: yes yeah i mean foxhole don't want to get into my my military history and whatnot get into that topic uh but yeah it's it's a dude you're like my back's gonna be turned i trust you Handle my right flank, my left flank, whatever corner it is in the foxhole. Do not move. This is your direction.
2: Handle your business. Basically, that. me cool I'm curious your thought on the the quarterbacks going Angeli, and that was your only choice at quarterback.
1: I just, uh, he, he seems like a trustworthy dude. Like if I had him, like if I could trust Steve to house sit in my house if I went on vacation for two weeks, and he wouldn't throw a party. That's like what I thought to myself, you know. That's oh, what I thought to myself. Oh, Truly, Tim, do you have any? Hey, ho- Hartman seems like a hell of a guy, dude. He does, but it's he's too handsome for me to trust uh, just yet.
2: Tim, do you have any foxhole guys on the team? Oh, like I said, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, they'll the got the, I mean, being a line guy, you know. Like I said, Zeke, Howard, Cross jump out at me instantly, and then. The guy running the show, the captain in the back, you know, making sure the maps and everything are coordinated is Joe Alt. And you just feel like you could trust that guy. And then uh, I would say Hartman, if you're going to go quarterback, I think you could trust Hartman. You know, you know when you, you look at the guys, because because you're going to go with experience, right? Um, but I like your Angelic take, you know. Yeah, people have been on me. I've actually been pumping up, not pumping up Angelic, but – Man, he he's had a really good spring. He's coming on, he's coming on. I'm I'm I'm
1: slowly drifting to the singer. Well, and that's all Tim. We always said that about what are you gonna do if Tyler gets hurt again? It's like you play Angeli. We've said that. that you know, and that's that's
0: been some of the, the take on this is I want to see Angeli. I think Minchy's gonna be a heck of a quarterback.
1: We're not gonna know about these guys for a long time. Yeah, and one thing too about Minchie. He looks like a little baby out there. He is still so young-looking. He is fresh-faced. I mean, he is a young kid. So, like, to your point, yeah, give him a couple years. You know, these didn't, kids are kids. Didn't they say on the show
0: um, – Once I try not to pay attention because I'm watching the game. But didn't they say he was jumping on a plane going to his prom last night?
1: Could I be. Thought,
0: yeah, I thought Sideline Reporter or
1: someone talked about oh, that. Mike, are we night. wrapping this up real quick? There was one other thing that, I, that came up. In the broadcast, how about Notre Dame Great, Kyle Hamilton mm-hmm. saying, What did you think about you know Buckner? And he said, I told him, you know, he's different, he's always been different. And he said, I think he can win a Heisman. And everybody's gonna come at your boy Goolsby, like I'm you know, a crazy person. It's like, go out, why don't you go out, Kyle Hamilton? You know, <laughs> didn't say he would. Just said he's talented enough. I think he could win a Heisman. I thought that that was very poignant.
2: Hi, do you have any more Foxhole guys?
1: Mm,
0: Botello, just because you, know, <laughs> you can send him on a mission in
2: three a.m.
0: go handle this, and he's going to do it. So, you know, the craziest missions go at three
1: a.m. and hey, go take care of this, Jordan. Okay, I'll be back. And to listen to him get interviewed, Tim. What a sweetheart of a kid. He's so nervous up there at the mic, and then he just plays like a savage. But he is so sweet when he's up there being interviewed. It's like I am rooting for that kid, man. Oh, he's been a special team freakazoid for three
0: years. I can't wait to just – yeah. It's like always – I mean, he's always been one like, why is that guy just not Fosky's backup? He's better than Adamiola. Let that yeah, it's guy – It's play. a
1: weird eval to move him to Rover. It's like, what were we, what yeah, were we
0: thinking? you know. I'm, I'm glad – you know what? I'm glad he stuck around because he was always on the the porthole rumor for a year it felt like. And, man, I'm glad he stuck around. And uh, he's going to have a big senior year, I I fully expect.
2: Because everyone was wondering mine, my foxhole guys. Because oh, I'm very much always. loving this conversation, if you guys haven't caught on. I don't know if the chat is. Give me a jelly for sure. Yeah, that's just my boy. Receivers, I love the Rico Flores shout. I'm going to go Rico Flores – um, no one really stands out to me on the offensive line. D- how about on how about this name for the, on the defensive line? Brendan Vernon. He's not even at Notre Dame yet. But did you guys see my tweet from from yesterday? Let me pull this thing up. This, I mean, this kid. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah but you can't have earrings in a foxhole, Mike. So. Yes, yeah, I mean, sure yeah.
2: you can. He's already got to take those things out. They'll be too shy. This guy, guy. give me this man. Sorry, podcast audience. This is why I tell you go to YouTube. Give me this guy in the foxhole.
1: Yes. Can I interject here?
2: No. Sure. (laughs) It's your show.
1: So what is the expression, Tim? Like confidence is quiet. Like insecurities loud. Oh,
2: jeez.
1: You know, walk softly, carry a big stick, right? That whole thing. So, Brendan Vernon, dude, I don't doubt his, you know, badassery. But, like, when you're that – when you're, like, oh, I got the earrings and the – like, me personally as his teammate, I would butt heads with him personally. Because you can still be a badass and, like, hey, dude. No, you'd around. love him. No, you'd love him. You, you don't know what that. you're
2: saying. You don't know what you're saying. Are you
1: saying Bud and sack didn't walk around wearing a – that outfit in South Bend. No, and I'll tell you, Kyle and I got into two-fist fights in college. I love it. I love it. You know, legit. <laughs> so um no, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just like you gotta kind of blend in. I mean, you're drawing a lot of attention to yourself, Brennan, with all these kind of like the, the whole thing, like tone it down. You'll see he's gonna find out. I mean, I hope he comes in here and he and he plays like he like he dresses.
2: Hey, real
0: quick, man. Goolsby played with some dudes. I, I'm instantly, you know, I'm thinking about Trevor Laws, and I'm thinking of Vernon now, and some of those guys like Derek Landry. I would to see Derek Landry wearing a shirt like that at the spring game, but uh,
1: yeah, you just yeah. don't. Goulsby I just think in a Goulsby team, played with yet. some
0: tough, tough dudes back then, man. No, oh, Cedric Hilliard. Yes. Speaking of that, that's the the comp I gave to the 2025 nose guard. He looked just like Cedric Hilliard instantly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, bam, he popped right away. Like that's Cedric, number fifty, right there. All
2: right, I think we're about to wrap. Uh, and then here is that picture of the new twenty twenty five defense line. Oh, there you go. Davian Dixon. So, nice um, down, by the way, yeah, two new commitments over the weekend. By the way, might be some more coming, and
1: uh, we'll, we'll cover it all in our. Uh, I don't in- care what that Dixon kid star rating is. Put the film on, as I, I said, he is a big bouncy athlete. He's Davian Dixon. You watched him. Oh, I like the film. I don't care what the rating is, he's got bounce. Like he can move. Like you know, again, like you've got like a Gabe Rubio, just a big, thick, stout guy, doesn't really move that great. Dixon's, you know, 305 now. Fast forward three, four years. he's gonna be a 320 pound guy that'll can move.
2: Yeah. So he commits and he's from Miami, and people say, Oh, he's not gonna be at Notre Dame. This is Brandon Davis Swain 2.0. The kid's a sweetheart. A sweetheart – like, if you – Mike, if you say Jalen Sneed was a sweetheart, this kid is five times that. Just – I mean, the guy is thanking every single person who congratulated him on his commitment on Twitter. Like, he's just saying, thank you so much. Like, I won't prove you – won't prove you wrong. You know, I mean, like, he, play,
1: he plays hard.
2: Plays hard. He's a violent player. And, this, and he goes to a school called beelan Jesuit Prep. So, yeah, he's not your – you know, he's not your typical – you know what you think of a south florida recruit right i mean yeah. he is he's going to a jesuit school and he's a total sweetheart but
0: beautiful campus by the way yeah i, I researched it I was like never heard of the school you know boom awesome awesome uh school but his film is excellent so, yeah. nose guard
2: we'll watch it on our wednesday show we'll talk okay. more notre dame recruiting um Wait, Wednesday singer is traveling, so maybe not. Maybe I take that oh, back. Okay. Hyde, We might just do like a little pre-recorded thing and post it. But um, all right, we're gonna just wrap things up. I'll, I'll just give you guys both, you know, a minute or whatever for, for any closing thoughts on the on the blue gold game. Tim,
0: I'll go first. Is uh, thanks everyone for showing up. I love the comments. I've been reading a ton of them. Once again, it's a talk show. It's a podcast. It's people giving their Notre Dame opinions. I love you all. Can't wait to talk again.
2: Yeah, if you want a show where it's just everybody, it's just parrots. I mean, sorry, that ain't us. I mean, I'm sure there's a show out there for you, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna argue, and I'm gonna roll my eyes. It's a patented patented move by me at this point. If I can't talk, I'm gonna roll my eyes. Goolsby,
1: um, I don't really have much to say. This is a long show. I mean, I'm glad that spring game's over, and it's a long four months till we get to see anybody play again. Nobody's hurt um let's just let's, let's look forward to Ohio State brother
2: all right well folks appreciate you watching listening whatever you're or however you're, you're consuming this content today make sure you head over to blue for so much more um you know Notre Dame football content jailbreak says appreciate it not here often well I, I hope we change your mind today and for the f- folks who are new here please do um like the like the video and subscribe to our channel please do um subscribe so you can catch more of our content we're posting stuff on a daily basis so um for Mike Goolsby and for tim hyde i'm mike singer we're wrapping up today's show appreciate you all and as always we'll catch you next time
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win